Tom Ziegler here with a special Ziegler Show podcast. I am so excited that the book, my book, Choose to Win, has just come out. And Thomas Nelson, our publisher, has graciously offered that we can release the first chapter on audio to our Ziegler Show podcast audience. The chapter you're about to hear is chapter one. The title is, What is Your Why? Define Success, Significance, and Legacy. Somebody asked me, Tom, how long have you been working on this book? And I told him, 53 years. That's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's also the reality. All of my life, I have learned from the best. I've been around the world. I've had the opportunity to speak to so many different groups Of course, my father, Zig Ziglar, was my biggest mentor, uh, and he inspired me in so many different ways. What I've discovered is this, that while the journey can be difficult and while there's obstacles we've got to overcome along the way, our mindset, our plans, our actions, all of these things all boil down to this. We have a choice, and you can transform your life one simple choice at a time. Choose to Win is just about that. Go ahead and listen to this chapter. I hope it inspires you. I had a lot of fun in the studio recording it. And then if you are inspired, share this podcast with other people. And if you want to get the book, it's real simple. Simply go to choosetowinbook.com. That's choosetowinbook.com. And there you can go and you can get an autographed copy if that's what you want. Or you can click a link and go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Audible, Kindle, It's everywhere. I'm so excited. I want to thank you in advance for being a part of the Ziegler Show family. Enjoy this, and we'll see you at the end. Chapter 1. What's your why? Define success, significance, and legacy. What's your why? I just finished speaking in an event when a young man approached me. I believe what you said is true about goals and finding your why, but I know me. I know that I will start working on my goals for about three days and then I'll get distracted. How can I stay focused on doing what I know I need to do? As we began to talk, I asked him questions. I learned that he had four kids under the age of six, was close to 30 years old, had a very good job, and was a high performer. He wanted to take control of his future without being at the mercy of his employer, He wanted balanced success in all areas of life. Since we didn't have much time to talk, he pressed me again for an answer. How do I get started so that I can consistently work on my goals? Are you serious enough to start with committing 15 minutes a day to building the life you want? I asked. Yes, he said. Great. Here's what I recommend. You need to develop a couple of foundational habits that will impact everything else you do. I would like for you to start every day by doing these three things. Number one, set aside the first 15 minutes of the day. Can you do that? Yes, he said. Number two, you need to change your mindset and how you see yourself. We have created Ziegler self-talk cards found in the accompanying PDF that I would like you to read out loud to yourself while you're looking in the mirror. You have all the qualities of success like discipline, integrity, loyalty, and about 35 others already inside of you. They just need to be recognized, claimed, and developed. This daily practice will change the way you see yourself, and this will change how you behave, which will get you the results you want. Can you commit to reading the card each morning? 
It takes about three minutes. Yes, I can commit to that, he said. Number three, I would like you to invest about 12 minutes reviewing the top four goals you are currently working on and then plan and prioritize your day. This is the time you can reconfirm your big priorities and goals and commit to doing the things that will create the life you want. Can you do this as well? Yes, he said, but I know me. I'll start this, and after about three days, I'll go back to my habits of staying up late watching TV or playing video games. How do I stay focused? This guy was saying out loud what almost everyone thinks. I know I should, but that plan will work. If only I weren't so. It surely would be nice, but you get the picture. I asked, if you did these things every day, would it pay off for you? Yes, absolutely, he said. How? Oh, it would change my life. I have big things I want to do and I know I can do. Great, I said. What do you mean by change your life? Would it mean more money for you? Yes, it would, he said. More than $10,000 over the year? Yes, easily, he said. That sounds well worth getting up 15 minutes earlier each day. What do you think? Yes, it does, but I know me. After about three days, I will stop. I have a proposal for you that I believe will keep you on track. It takes about 66 days to form a new good habit and keep it. I propose that you write me a check for $10,000 today, and then for the next 66 days, you start off each day as I suggested and daily send me a text message telling me you have done the 15 minutes prep time. At the end of the 66 days, if you have done this every single day, I will return your $10,000. If you miss even one day, I get to keep it. Do you think you would do it then? Yes, I know I would. No question about it, he said. Why would you do it in the second scenario when you told me that the first scenario would make you $10,000 as well? Fear of loss, I guess. I love honest people. Here is the point. It's a choice. Creating the life you want is a choice. The young man was in his comfort zone. He wasn't feeling much pain. Given me the $10,000 would have raised his pain level enough to motivate him to wake up 15 minutes earlier every day. Isn't this the way most people live? Coasting along in the slow lane of mediocrity. The only time they change lanes is to avoid an accident or after they've had an accident. Think about it. People get serious about a budget when the repo man shows up to take their car. People get serious about working on their health as they are being wheeled into emergency surgery to get a heart stent. People get serious about working on their marriage when their spouse says they are filing for divorce. Good news. It doesn't have to be this way. We all need what the young man was missing, a clearly defined why. A dream so big and so compelling it draws us like a magnet. What is your why? What is your dream? Don't have one yet? That's okay. Get ready. This book is going to take you on a journey from survival to stability, to success, to significance, and finally, to legacy. Maybe you have a big why and big dreams, but you don't know how to achieve them. Perfect. You're in the right place. Survival. When you don't know where you're going, any direction will do. Survival mode is when you don't know who you are and you don't know the person you want to become. Your goal is simply to make it through another day and pay the bills. People in survival mode will take almost any job that meets their basic needs, regardless of whether they are passionate about it, because they don't believe they have a choice. 
If others are telling you what you should do and you are just going along with it, you are likely in survival mode. Stability. I know what I want. Stability is when you know what you want and who you want to become. You are no longer guided by the winds of life. Instead, you are motivated by the desire to become the person God created you to become. You may not know exactly where life is taking you, but you know the direction you're headed and you're excited about growing as a person. Each opportunity you accept is based on understanding what you want out of life and not just on the opinion of others. Success. Success is the maximum utilization of the abilities that God gave you. Zig Ziglar. What is your definition of success? Unfortunately, too many people have the wrong definition. Success is more than money or fame or nice stuff. I heard a radio advertisement for a law firm specializing in child custody cases. It addressed a number of men who had traded their health and family relationships for career success. And even though they now had a lot of money, they couldn't buy back their health or families. If you're going to live to win, you need balanced success in all seven areas of life. Mental, spiritual, physical, family, financial, personal, and career. I learned this concept from my father, Zig Ziglar, at an early age, and I grew up watching him work daily on each of these areas. One of the expectations we set for ourselves is measuring our success against others' accomplishments. But it doesn't take long for us to realize that some people have more than we do in certain areas and other people have less. I love a great success story and success stories often inspire me, but none of them define my potential for success. Those with the right success mindset understand that the way we see our future is much more important than our past, what others are doing, or our current circumstances. For more than 40 years of my life, I had the privilege of watching my father speak countless times to thousands of people. Dad would mesmerize the crowd, and they would laugh and learn and believe in themselves. How did he do it? He gave them hope. My dad regularly asked his audiences to do two things. First, he said, raise your hand if there's anything you can do in your personal life, your business life, your family life, or your spiritual life in the next seven days that would make your life worse. <laughs> After the crowd heard the first request, they would murmur in surprise, shocked that the most optimistic and positive man on the planet would ask the audience to consider such a negative question. Of course, you can do something that will make your life worse. You can cut off your finger, cuss out your boss. The list goes on and on. Then he would make the second request. Raise your hand if there's anything you can do in your personal life, your business life, your family life, or your spiritual life in the next seven days that will make your life better. After this request, I would scan the audience and see thousands of hands go up. Of course you can make your life better. You can send an I love you text to a family member or close friend. You can exercise, eat a healthy meal, get more than seven hours of sleep. The list goes on and on. Here is the point in the success mindset. Hope is born when you understand this. You have the power to make things better or worse, and the choice is yours. The choice is yours. Choose to win. Transform your life one simple choice at a time is about convincing you to use the power you already have to create the life you really want. But my situation is unique, you may be saying. Maybe you have the power or others have the power, but not me. You don't understand what I've been through. It's true. 
A success mindset is simple to describe, but it's not easy to do. It takes some work. First, you have to believe that you have the power to make things better. Then you have to take action and change the way you see your past. Reclaiming the past. When I do executive coaching, I love to use the question, are you kidding me, in a strong voice. I learned this concept from one of my mentors, Dale Dotson. Dale is an extremely successful businessman and the chairman of our board. But like everyone I know, he's faced major challenges and setbacks. He often asked me tough business questions, and I would give him a reason why we couldn't do something, and he would say, are you kidding me? Then he would explain that often the reason I wasn't going to do something was the very reason I should. A number of years ago, I had a coaching call with an individual who was struggling with where he was in life. He had lost all confidence in his ability to do his job. He and his wife were realtors, and when the housing bubble burst in 2008, their combined income went from more than 400000 to under 70000 Financially, they almost lost everything. Their marriage suffered, and they almost split up. When I spoke to him, their marriage was stable, but the housing market still had not recovered, and his career was at rock bottom. Here's how our conversation went. Tom, I just don't think I can keep doing real estate. I mean, who would want me? We've lost everything. Why would anyone want to do business with me? Are you kidding me? I answered. Silence on the other end of the phone. Are you kidding me? Tom, I don't understand. Why are you asking me that? Let me ask you another question. Since the real estate bubble burst, do you know more or less about how to do a real estate deal? Oh, I know far more than I did before. I've had to get creative. The easy deals are gone, he answered. What percentage of the transactions in the market right now involve people in desperate situations, I asked. Most of them, he said. So, you are telling me that you know far more about real estate now than you did a few years ago, and the majority of the people in the market right now are experiencing the same pain you have experienced. They are scared and not sure how to make things work. Yes, that's correct, he answered. Are you kidding me? I asked again. What do you mean by that question, Tom? You just told me that you know more about real estate today than at any time in your life and that you have experienced personally the pain and fear of very tough circumstances, and that most of your clients and potential clients are in the exact same boat. The way I see it, you are perfectly positioned to help more people than you've ever helped before. Based on what I know about you, I believe you can help your clients better than anyone else in your market because you live your life with integrity and you have struggled and won the battle for your marriage. The market needs you, your skills, and your experience now more than ever. Okay, wow, I wasn't looking at it that way, he responded. We then talked about what he could do to grow his business, focusing on solutions and not on the problem. He'd already acknowledged the problem, which was good, but dwelling on the problem didn't solve it. Focusing on solutions and then taking actions are the key ingredients to success. Nothing in his life had changed, but his view of his circumstances had. Before we talked, his circumstances were the reason he should quit. After I spoke to him, his circumstances became the fuel for why he should continue. About a week after our phone call, I got a seven-page, single-spaced email from him describing a new client. He'd been digging into his leads and calling homeowners whose houses had recently been delisted because they were not selling. One woman's response about listing her house was filled with hopelessness because, she said, the market was bad, she was going through a divorce, 
and her soon-to-be ex-husband wouldn't agree to the sale anyway. He told her about his experience in the marketplace and a little about his personal family struggles and said he would love to help her. With nothing to lose, she agreed to let him try and said, you need to get my soon-to-be ex-husband on board. He described going on a cold call to meet her husband, who was living in a friend's house. He explained that he was trying to help and shared a little bit about his own circumstances. Then the man's shoulders slumped, and he agreed it was time to move on and then sign the paperwork. He got the deal. What about you? Are you going to change your mindset regarding your past? Our realtor friend got the deal because of what he'd been through, and this only happened because he chose to see his past as the reason for moving forward, not the reason to quit. I share these stories to give you hope and encouragement. No matter where you are in your life, no matter your past mistakes or circumstances beyond your control, you can make things better or worse right now, and the choice is yours. Your past is important because it uniquely positions you to help other people in the future in ways that no one else can. By changing your mindset regarding your past, you start building your future success today. True success is spiritual, and it often must be purified in the furnace before it grows into significance. Success can be described as what we achieve for ourselves. One of the byproducts of success is happiness. If you're looking for another why, then you just found a big one right here. I believe we all want to be happy. Changing your mindset about success and making daily progress towards a worthy goal or ideal will produce happiness in your life. Do you want to be happy? Pursue the right kinds of success. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. Earl Nightingale. Significance. Without even realizing it, our realtor friend moved from success to the furnace to significance. Significance is on a completely different level. Success and happiness are circumstantial based largely on cause and effect. This is good, but it can also be temporary and dependent upon the next thing you do and the next thing you do and the next thing you do. The why of significance is simple. Happiness is fantastic, but there is something even better. Joy. Joy is the byproduct of significance. Significance is when you help others be, do, or have more than they thought possible. Pure joy is when you help other people. Joy is the fruit of your labor when your words and your actions allow others to release the potential inside of them. This is why being a parent can be so fulfilling and joyful and so frustrating and overwhelming at the same time. Our hearts want the best for our children, and there is no greater joy in life than helping your own children unleash their potential. Joy is not dependent on circumstances or how you're doing personally. You can experience joy at any moment. The why of success is good. The why of significance is better than good. Moving from success to significance often requires spending time in the furnace. And none of us enjoy being in the furnace. How many times in your own life have you given or received advice that was meaningful and helpful only because the advice was purified in the furnace of life? The realtor couldn't have helped the way he did without having been in the furnace, and the furnace set him up for significance. Are you in the furnace right now? Change your mindset knowing the time in the furnace is preparing you for significance. I was discussing the furnace of life concept with Dwayne Owens. Dwayne is a longtime friend, a pastor, and the chaplain of our Ziegler Legacy Certified Trainers. We were talking about the story of Job from the Bible. 
Job had everything he could have in life. He was successful by all accounts. He then lost all of his possessions, his friends, even his children. He was truly in the furnace. Dwayne pointed out something to me that really hit home. God restored everything to Job twofold, and then something amazing happened, Job 42.15. Job went counterculture. Job had three daughters, and he gave them an inheritance, breaking the social rules and customs of his time when only sons were recognized in this way. Why did he do that? Could it be that the furnace helped him understand what it meant to have less than nothing so that when he was restored, he had the compassion to bless all his children? I am glad this happened to you. Our company was blessed to have Amy Jones on our team for a number of years. She was an amazing young speaker and author who passed away several years ago. I will never forget her furnace story and how her mindset totally shifted when she understood how the furnace positioned her to help others. Amy had been married for about 10 years when one day her husband disappeared. No note, no hint that he was leaving, nothing. The fear, worry, chaos, and uncertainty was overwhelming. Had he been murdered or injured, or was he mentally ill? No one knew. Amy filed missing person reports with the police, and to be able to do anything, like sell her car or her house, she filled out numerous legal documents. It was about a year before she knew if her husband was alive. It turns out he had had a complete mental breakdown and was living as a homeless person 2,000 miles away. During this time, she was befriended by a woman where she worked who took her in, supported her emotionally, and even invited her to family gatherings. This meant everything to Amy. This kind lady offered to help Amy in any way she could. One day, Amy asked if the lady would attend church with her and just sit by her for support. The lady told Amy that she and her family would go with her, not because they believed in God, they didn't, but because they wanted to support Amy. Over time, they started going regularly with Amy to church, and as a result, the entire family became Christians. Amy shared with me that months after this happened, she was really having a bad day, and she started complaining to the lady and asking, Why did this have to happen to me? Why me? Amy told me how the lady responded. Amy, she said, I know this might be hard for you to hear, but I'm glad this happened to you. I wouldn't know God, and neither would my family if it weren't for this situation. Suddenly, the furnace had meaning and purpose for Amy, and she lived out the rest of her life knowing that her furnace ended up blessing her friends and many others. Amy's purpose moved from success to significance with this realization. Hope, success, significance, and legacy. What will your legacy be? Building an intentional legacy gives meaning and purpose to your life. Legacy. Success and significance are stepping stones on the way to legacy. This is the biggest why of all. Legacy. Legacy is eternal. Your legacy will ripple through eternity. You can stumble on success, at least the world's definition of success, but significance and the right kind of legacy are intentional. Do you want to be happy? Do you want a life filled with joy? Do you want your life to have meaning and purpose? Then make legacy your goal. Whenever I speak, I always ask the audience, please raise your hand if you'd like to leave a legacy. It doesn't matter if I'm in Poland, Singapore, Holland, or Papua New Guinea. 100% of the hands go up. How about you? Do you want to leave a legacy? I have news for you. You are going to leave a legacy. The only question is, will it be by design 
or by chance. Legacy is teaching and transferring the habits that build character, integrity, and wisdom, which will ripple through eternity. That quote is big. The choices you make today, what you do today, the decisions you make today, these will all ripple through eternity. Legacy is much more than inheritance. I was having lunch one day with my good friend, Bill Porter, and he was sharing with me a client's challenge. His client owned more than 20 oil wells, and he was working with an estate planner on how to leave the oil wells to his adult children. His client's biggest concern was how to give his kids one oil well a year so that they wouldn't blow the money all at once and would always have a safety net. I told Bill that, yes, his client was leaving a big inheritance, but until and unless he transferred the habits that build character, integrity, and wisdom to his children, his legacy was uncertain. Inheritance is physical. Legacy is spiritual. After you die, the inheritance you leave gets divided either according to your will or to the laws of the land if you had no will. The physical assets are distributed after any debts of the estate are paid. These physical assets are transferred to the designated recipients. Legacy is much bigger and much broader than inheritance because it's spiritual. Legacy is the reputation, character, integrity, and wisdom that are successfully transferred. Legacy is not money. It's living a life that creates money as a byproduct of a life well lived. Legacy is about transferring habits that build great relationships with family, friends, co-workers, customers, and God. Have you ever noticed someone with a bad attitude? I'm not talking about someone who's having a bad day, but rather a pattern of behavior that shows up in that person's attitude. Take, for example, the attitude of entitlement. Attitude is a reflection of character, and character is a reflection of habit. Someone with an entitled attitude has a character flaw created through bad habits. The opposite attitude of entitlement is gratitude. Gratitude is simply focusing on all the things we do have. The habit of gratitude is built by daily recognizing all the small and big things that make our life better. By giving thanks in this way, we train our brains to look for more things to be grateful for. People with high levels of gratitude are happier and more generous and more pleasant to be around. They also spend less time in prison than those who feel entitled. Yes, you heard that right. People who feel entitled will justify taking things that do not belong to them because it's not fair. They have something I don't, and the only way I'm going to get it is to take it. People who are filled with gratitude are the opposite because they realize they have so much, and they are eager to share what they have with others. The friction between entitlement and gratitude is just one example of what you are creating in your legacy. You are going to influence those around you, and this influence creates your legacy. Here is the good news. How you influence others is your choice. What if your legacy became your why? Only you can leave your legacy. You are unique, created by God with gifts and talents only you have. Only you have lived your life and been through your furnaces. No one else has your experiences. No one else can leave your legacy. Only you can leave your legacy. You were designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Zig Ziglar. The legacy you leave will ripple through eternity. 
Will the ripples you create propel those you love to their own lives of success, significance, and legacy? Are you willing to leave something this big to chance? Make legacy your why and take daily steps towards it, and you will experience greater success and significance as part of the journey. What do you want to be known for? What reputation do you want your family to have? When people talk about you and your family when you're not around, what do you want them to say? Answering these questions is the first step you need to take as you start creating your intentional legacy. I want you to start thinking of key words and phrases that you want you and your family to be known for. The Ziegler family is known by several words and phrases. Hope and encouragement come to my mind first. I can remember as a little boy asking dad what he did. He always said, son, we sell hope. People need hope and encouragement now more than ever. If we help people in this way, it will give them the courage to step out and try. In fact, Dad taught the Encouragers Sunday School class at our church for years. And if you ever heard him speak or listen to him on a recording, I know you will agree that he always left an audience with a big dose of hope and encouragement. Two more words the Ziegler family is known for are character and integrity. This is our reputation as a brand. When people asked Dad what his number one reason for success was, he always answered, character and integrity. One of Dad's greatest habits he transferred to us was his habit of always doing the right thing, no matter how difficult it might be or how compelling the shortcut might look. A few years before Dad passed away, I asked him what the number two reason for his success was, and he answered, persistent consistency. He then explained, Consistency is when you have a worthwhile objective or goal and you work on it every day or as often as necessary. Persistence is when you always do a little bit extra while you're working consistently toward your worthwhile goal or objective. In a nutshell, Dad said his two keys to success were character and integrity and his work ethic, persistent consistency. What are the words you want your family to be known for? Love? Kindness? Courage? Generosity? Weirdness? Yes, I said weirdness. <laughs> Let me explain. I asked my good friends Betty and Charles Ho what words they wanted their family to be known for. One of the words Charles picked was weird. Smiling, I asked Charles why. Charles said, simple. When we sit around the table discussing things with our family about what is going on in school and in life, it seems that as a family, we all decide to do exactly the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Our daughter Elizabeth said, Dad, we are weird. And that word weird became a badge of honor for our family. We figure if we're doing the opposite of the popular culture, we will do just fine. What are the words you want your family to be known for? The words that, if lived out, will ripple through eternity in all the right ways. Don't worry if you're not good at these words yet. These words are the future and the legacy you're going to create. Go ahead and write down these words on a piece of paper or in a journal. How does it feel to claim the words you want your family to be known for? Later in the book, I will go into detail about how you can make these words part of your family's DNA through simple choices that turn into habits that create legacy. Right now, I want you to dream a little bit with me. Have you ever thought about your dream home? You might be in the time of life when you're just striving, hoping to make it another week. That is okay. You can still dream, and dreams give you the inspiration and motivation you need to keep moving forward. 
you might already have a clearly defined dream home. And when you close your eyes, you can clearly see it. Or you could be living in your dream home. And when you close your eyes, you dream about your grandkids living in their dream homes. Wherever you are on the journey, join me for a second and think about your dream home. Where is it located? In the mountains? On a beach? By a lake or on a family farm? It's your dream home, so you get to pick. Now fill in the details. I will use my dream home as an example. My dream home is in the mountains surrounded by trees. All you can hear is the sound of the trout stream running next to the house. The scent of pine needles is in the air. The three-story front of the house is facing the mountain peaks, and it has plenty of windows to take in the view. The wraparound porch always provides a place to find sunlight or shade and is perfect for a quiet cup of coffee during morning devotionals or for a family feast next to the grill. You can't see any of the neighbors' houses, but they are less than a five-minute walk away, and there are plenty of hiking trails and good places to fish within a short distance. Sounds good, doesn't it? It gets better. I have plenty of bedrooms for my entire family and a ton of friends to visit. We have a golf cart with my bag already on it and a beautiful, uncrowded golf course just 10 minutes away. The kitchen is perfect with all the extras, and my home office is large enough to have clients visit and take advantage of the guest suite with its own spectacular porch view, mini kitchen, and sitting area. There are several fireplaces inside to enjoy while watching the snow, as well as an outside fire pit for the deep, meaningful talks that happen best by open flames on a chilly night in the mountains. Enough about my dream home. How is yours coming? Don't hold back. It's your home. Write down some of the details in your journal. Where is your dream home located? Describe it in detail. Is it on a lake, in the mountains, on a beautiful beach? How many rooms does it have? What surrounds your dream home? What special features does it have? Private office, gourmet kitchen, fire pit, swimming pool, and so on. Got it? Great. Now I want you to imagine you're at your dream home and you're sitting on the porch looking at your favorite view. The weather is perfect with a slight breeze. The sun is creating just the right amount of warmth, but it gets better. It is your birthday, and you are reflecting on everything you have to be grateful for. You smile as you count your blessings. But it gets better. Not only is it your birthday, it's also the family reunion. Everyone you love and hold dear in life is celebrating with you. Not only your blood relatives, but also the friends and people you have adopted into your family. Your dream home is filled with life, and you are overwhelmed with gratitude for the sounds and and smells. But it gets better. It's not just your birthday, it's your 80th birthday. Your mind is sharp and physically you're doing well. As you smile to yourself, your countenance glows with contentment and with that knowing feeling that you have done everything you could to prepare those you love to navigate life after you are gone. You are 100% content and at peace with everyone you love and 100% sure of what eternity holds for you. And then you hear it. Two of the great grandkids are playing on the side of the house where you can see and hear them. The 11-year-old boy from the East Coast asked his 9-year-old cousin from the West Coast the question, Do you know the words our family stands for? Yes, she says, and she recites them.
Imagine if this happened to you. How would you feel? I have good news for you. You have a choice. You can do today and every day the things that will build a legacy and ripple through eternity. It starts with hope. Without hope, you won't even try. Make sure you define success correctly, as this determines your direction and ultimately your happiness. Significance is where the joy in life is found, in helping others be, do, and have more than they thought possible. Choose to win. Transform your life one simple choice at a time. Success and significance are stepping stones on the way to legacy. When legacy is your why, the how and the what come to life. Let's get started. I hope you enjoyed that first chapter of Choose to Win. I love the rest of the book. We go through the seven choices plan. We talk about specific habits that you can create in your life that will take you to where you want to go, that will help you to become the person that I believe God created you to be. Be blessed today. And remember, if you want your own copy of Choose to Win, just go to choosetowinbook.com, and there you can you can get it from everywhere, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kindle. There's even a button right at the top where you can press, and we will autograph. I will autograph that book personally to you. I hope you're inspired, and do this this week. Make a difference in somebody else's life, because when you do that, it changes everything. I'm Tom Ziegler, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Ziegler Show. Mm-hmm.